weather getting blipped or staying glued to your seat Across the multiverse or across the street It's MCU on repeat Hello and welcome to MCU on repeat Today we are looking at my favorite phase one film The Incredible Hulk You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry I'm going to try to match your energy today I think I will. Like I know we're recording a little earlier than we usually do, so I apologize. No, it's I don't think it's because of that though. Like I'm just I'm just pooped in general. But like when I hop on the podcast, my energy just increases by like thirty percent. So I have my cup of Joe next to me. Um, I hope you all have your cup of Joe. And if you don't drink Joe, then you're weird. And, I'm uh, drinking bubbler sparkling water. Uh, Twisted Elixir, not sponsored, but we could be. Bubbler, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are. Sparkling water. Jesus. I... <laughs> it's like one of the most useless things in the world. It's the it's their <laughs> citrus flavor. It's their Twisted Elixir, like, raspberry lime and citrus. It's really good. Yeah, I thoroughly I enjoy know. it. Again, Is not sponsored. Like but if we were, thing? you'd tell you. Is that is that like a Minnesota in there or Wisconsin or like northern thing like sparkling water? Because we don't really have that in Texas. In Texas, it's like Dr Pepper. This is from Wisconsin, um, and I have yes. okay. So fun fact, uh, shout out to my home state, Wisconsin, where I'm at currently. Uh, Milwaukee gets a name drop in this movie. Woo! Shout out to Milwaukee. It's um, it's where Stanley gets poisoned from. The bottling plant from Brazil. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yes, sir. Uh, I think one of his most underrated cameos. He just drinks just a soda and goes, oh. <laughs> or Definitely. wow or something, like, and I, he just drops. <laughs> I just like the fact that it's like literally like nothing he's there. You know, I those are my favorite cameos from Stanley. Like, you know, like uh, I think probably my favorite, like once we get to like Civil War is... I have a package for, for Tony, Tony Stank. Stank. I, don't, I don't know why. I just love the fuck out of that. So, um, yes, we are talking about The Incredible Hulk. Edward Norton's mishmash and Marvel Studios' mishmash of a Hulk movie. We always like to start this off with positivity. And Blaine, you are the lover of this movie. This so. movie is my fucking favorite of Phase 1. It's just so raw and it's so like... Okay, so like... Hulk is Hulk in this movie. He's not like this movie and the version that we see in the Avengers are pretty much like this on the same level. And Age of Ultron, it's not until we get to like uh Infinity War and uh Endgame where he kind of gets nerfed in the powers cuz like Hulk Hulk's thing is Hulk is strongest there is. Like, I don't know if you've watched them, Ty. And if you haven't, I highly recommend you do. Watch the Ultimate Avengers, like, animated movies. Specifically the first one. Excuse me, I burped. Um, Hulk takes down every single one of the Avengers in that movie. He goes on a rampage, and he just, like, t- shit, shit gets fucked up, dude. I'm not even lying. Like, he lifts Mjolnir and, like, is about to, like, chop, like, Steve's head off. Like, he just, like, it's not that he's worthy to lift Mjolnir. It's just that he's, like, he's forcing the hammer up. Like, that's how strong he is. Like, he doesn't do that in the Avengers movie, but, like, he does that in this movie. And it's like, oh, it's like, wow. And then, like, but this one... Mm, voiced by Lou Ferrigno himself, he speaks, he says, like, six words in this entire movie, but he still speaks, and then you have, like, the raw power, how, oh, dude, he's so fucking chiseled, too, oh, everything about this movie I love. I'm, I'm more so, like, a Mark Ruffalo kind of Hulk guy, like, when I was younger, I like, I think Edward Norton's a fantastic actor, and... Obviously, this was an Edward Norton-designed movie, but his movie was cut up in post. And there's a discussion that we'll probably have about that later on, probably with your trivia. But I feel like this movie is just, like, when people are like, well, this was a movie. Like, to me, this was just a movie. 
Um, I think Edward Norton's okay. There's never a moment or a scene in this movie that makes me go, ah, yes, like, that's great. I think, like, a lot of what happens in this movie is just stuff we've seen, like, over and over and over again, except it's not any differently. And, like, watching this movie, I realized how much, like, Morbius was, I don't want to say take, took, but was inspired by this movie um, in such a weird way. But, like, you know, you have uh, generic bad guys. You have, like, generic love interest in the background. I think the the chase scene in the beginning of the movie is probably the best sequence of scenes in this movie. Um, Tim Roth, he's fantastic. He's I think so he's good. The, him and um, Thunderbolt Ross are the two best people in this movie. Um, William Hurt recently yes, passed Liv away. Yes, Liv Yes, uh, last month, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, Liv Tyler's in this movie, and she's playing the same character Liv Tyler always plays, so shout out to her. But she's such a sweetheart that I don't care. And, like, um, this movie, I mean, it has more so a lot of implications with, like, some of the lore in the MCU than character. Because, like, the, the you know, something I've noticed the last two times watching this movie is, like, Edward Norton's Hulk is gone, but they kind of continue the idea around Norton's Hulk through Ruffalo through like Infinity War and Endgame because the entire theme of this movie is control and eventually the Hulk and Bruce Banner come together and they they kind of coexist and that control aspect is still there you know I don't I don't want to like I just want to get rid of it and that's kind of like his evolution over these films. So I feel like the character arc has remained a lot of the super soldier. I feel like the super soldier serum has the most character development. In it really MCU. does. <laughs> it's like, you know, Erkstein is like, um, AKA his alias, Dr. Reinstein. Um, you know, it, it, he said that, uh, the serum amplifies your personality and traits. And you're like, Oh, do you mean that literally? Do you mean that? Like, imp- like just, just figure a speech and then you see in this movie that it's quite literally um and you know i hadn't like noticed before but he takes the super soldier serum and then he takes bruce banner's blood so not only is he just the hulk he's (laughs) you dare to say it he's like an incredible hulk you know um the abomination and the cgi fight i like it in spurts but it's nothing fantastic about it like i found the uh, soldiers on the streets doing the webcam to thunderbolt ross kind of generic and cheesy and you know by the end of the movie um instead of control everybody learns to kind of let go instead of controlling mother nature and stuff like that thunderbolt thunderbolt ross gives him trust and lets him go and then um, bruce banner literally let's go um but in this movie like like edward norton's bruce banner isn't the bruce banner that i like care for like i like the hulk but this movie's just a movie with me like i have it on my ranking at number 14 below the spider-man 3 so uh i don't hate the movie you know it was just it was there i was waiting for a moment to really wow me but you know this is one of my least watched mcu movies i do say like uh um, I recommend that all of you listen to the soundtrack like through a day or something like that. It's not implemented as well in the movie, but the soundtrack and the theme is really good. This movie is listed at number three for me. I've seen this movie so many times. I can quote this movie front to back. I fucking love it. I will watch this movie if I'm bored on a Saturday afternoon. I... I forget this movie exists. Like, I just, I almost pretend that it doesn't. When we do, like, rewatches, like, you know, if, like, there's an end game or something coming out and we're doing an entire rewatch of the MCU, um, we skip this one in Dark World. Just, like, every time. Really? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Like, ultimately, Edward Norton's Hulk isn't, the same one that Mufflo, Mark Ruffalo Mufflo, is like personifying. Like the the character arc may be there, but you can literally just start with Mark Ruffalo, and it would be perfectly fine. Honestly, shame. I I highly disagree, right. but that's okay. I respect your opinion. Hey, you know, like th- you know, it is what it is. Like this movie does nothing fancy for me, so. 
Um, you got any more thoughts you want to add? No. Okay. Let's get into the repeater opinions. <laughs> By the way, this is a repeater studio podcast. I've been setting up stuff all uh, week yes. long for you. We have. <laughs> yes, we are <laughs> a repeat studio <laughs> podcast. Would you think about that? Can you imagine, Ty? If you would have told me that when we started this, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, we're in the end game now. Look at what we're doing. Things. Yes, and we got a link tree on every single podcast page, and that link tree will take you directly to Blaine, Kaylee, and I. I don't know, like executive producers, CEOs. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I feel like it's so facetious to be like, we're a CEO of, of like a studio that has 19 followers. But then again, you know. Uh, Amazon had a CEO for a blow up, so who knows? Um, but we do have a Teespring on there. The shirts are a little bit pricey, however, the quality is great. That's why I stuck with them. We get like eleven bucks a shirt. So if you want to help us out over there, you can. Also, we have a Patreon, and the Patreon is six dollars a month. I struggled with the tiers. I was like, man, uh, what tiers should I offer people? And I was like, you know, what? flat rate. Uh, six bucks will get you literally everything behind the scenes content, um, early access to welcome to Exegol, exclusive new pod, everything all at once. And then if Blaine has stuff, he can hop on there um, and do your thing. Blaine, I did not give you the information. I need to do that. That's for okay. Um, do you want me to just tell you what I have planned? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So as part of the repeat studios network, <clears throat> I have, uh, Obviously, we talked about this during the the Miss Marvel one. Uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, Grace, we are doing a DCEU on repeat. We haven't started uh, recording any episodes as of yet how? because we're still trying to iron out some details. However, we do have the Twitter page up. Feel free to follow. I will be interacting with people on there more often than not, like Ty is on the MCU on repeat account. Um. If you buy a DCEU on repeat t-shirt, half of the proceeds that we get from those t-shirts will be going to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention as a donation. Um, so if you want to help support that, uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. Don't feel like you have to. However, I just wanted everybody to know that not all the money from those shirts are going to be coming to us. That is going to be half of it is going to be going uh, to be donated to suicide prevention um, in honor of um, Autumn Snyder and everything like that. I just wanted to kind of give back, if I if I would say, um, just because it's I, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, and I will be covering, uh, if you uh, join our Patreon, um, we will be doing, I mean, I will be doing um, two different podcast i will be covering the tie-in comic books to uh the cinematic movies so what does that mean there's a lot of preludes to the mcu a lot of them just kind of recap the movie i'm gonna figure out how to do that i'd like to do the marvel tie-in comics i don't know if ty's gonna join me but we'll figure that out later and then i'm gonna be covering uh Kind of like the recently, the, the the tie-in to the DC movie comic book. So we have like the Batman 89 uh, run that just wrapped up. Uh, there's the Superman 78. There's going to be like the Flash tie-in comic book. There's a Wonder Woman 1984 one. Um, still ironing out some details. Going to probably be doing the Man of Steel prequel, but that one's only digital, so we'll have to find a, a copy of that. But we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm still ironing out a lot of details, but that's what's going to be coming if you sign up for our Patreon, $6 a month from me. Yeah, Patre Patreon, you're going to get a lot. And, uh, like, you know, I mentioned uh, our exclusive podcast. It's going to be called Everything All at Once. It's literally designed for you to get on there and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Whether it's me, Blaine, whether it's my wife, his girlfriend. Um, it's designed for people who do subscribe to hop on the show and talk about their thing. Like, for example, Why Not Stuff, I think I'm going to have him on an episode um, because he's designing some more art for me. So I really want to, I want to talk about some of his art, um, and some of the DCEU stuff that like he was going into because he's like a super OG of like some of the Snyder cut art. So just, just something small and on the Patreon, if I can actually get to the fucking thing, this is what 
you get for six bucks. All of our notes, everything all at once. Of course, a shout-out, because you're officially producers. Behind-the-scenes stuff, you get a code for free shipping. Everybody has that right now, though, right now, because like I needed to see how much free shipping would take off the order, so don't crucify me, okay? Um, Two-month merch. If you're subscribed for two months, you get a free shirt. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. And then welcome to Exegol Early Access. My wife and I, we're doing a Star Wars podcast, and we're waiting until the end of September when everything is recorded to drop it all at once on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, and all that. But we have most of them finished now, and we're releasing them early on the Patreon so you can get access to that. So there's a bunch of stuff for six bucks. I mean, you can't you can't really beat that, like, Honestly, go to any other Patreon. You know, you got tears. Six bucks. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Sign up to the Patreon. Okay. Repeater thoughts. Do you have any more thoughts on the Patreon? <clears throat> no. It's more questions that we can talk about later. True, true. Okay. So, repeater thoughts on the Incredible Hulk. What is your rating of the Incredible Hulk? 57% of you said skeet, which means to completion. And 43% of you said meat. At least there's some hot people in this thing. So no repeats, no deletes. Probably just a one-off. For I'll take it. Uh, that guy, Garrick, said, Live Tyler, that is all. And I don't know what that means. Like, do y'all find her attractive? She's is very she a good beautiful. Actor? She is beautiful, but she plays the same character in every movie. Like, the character in Armageddon and the character in this movie are like the same character. Honestly, it's just very dramatic. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, and then Chad, Chad uh, does some uh, Twitch streaming. I joined him on Guardians of the Galaxy the other day to kind of show some support. Um, he's awesome. He said, "Not gonna lie, I forgot this was an MCU movie, and I have probably seen it maybe once." <laughs> SL Coffee said, "Well, Liv Tyler is in it. I mean, I kind of miss Hulk stories that are." Really dark and tragic, but this movie didn't do that much for me. Even as a CGI muscle fest, it didn't do that much for me. Oh, shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a. It seems like the repeaters don't, don't, don't really jive with it. Am I? That's am I the one who's wrong? Am I? <laughs> am I the outlier in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, no. I think, you know, you liking the one specific thing you like with a wholehearted passion is much better than being like, oh, Infinity War is the best Avengers movie. You know what I mean? Revenge oh, but of the I do, Sith is I underrated. Do, I, I haven't seen Infinity War since uh, before Endgame. But what I mean is you, you actually like this movie. You're, you oh, have I an original thought. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> So, we're going to do a little bit something different. We're going to go over the plot summary. Blaine, interrupt me as you feel necessary, and I mean that. Don't let me read this whole thing as I'm talking about it, okay? We're This is just a quick way to recap the entire movie. Okay. Um, so, we yeah, we're keep changing talking this up. about it. Because, like, we'll talk about the movie for five minutes sometimes, <laughs> and then we'll just keep going, or we'll talk about it for, like, 30 minutes, like, completely jumbled. Yeah, no, I get it. I get so. it. Um, okay. Bruce Banner recalls the events in which he transformed into a monster and hospitalized his lover, Betty Ross. Man, she looked rough on that hospital. So did William Hurt. Like, bro. I think this is the most blood you've seen in the MCU. (laughs) Probably more than the Moon Knight. (laughs) Throwing some shade that way. (laughs) Ross's father, General Thaddeus Ross. (laughs) <laughs> forced Banner to go on the run for years, as he is now a fugitive of the United States Army. Banner finds his home in Rockinha, Rockinha, Brazil, where he works at a... So- Why did my page refresh? Ah! No! Okay, well, while your page is refreshing, um, did you know that this story is heavily... The, like, the origin? Okay, so this is, I think, the best way you could have done the, the intro to this movie. Because we've already seen Hulk's... Um, or origin story uh, in Ang Lee's Hulk from 2003. This movie does it all within the opening credits, and I think that's a really neat way of, of telling that story. Plus, it's like, it's different enough where you like you see it, because it's, it's influenced by the 1970s um, Incredible Hulk TV show, 
um, played by the late uh, Bill Bixby and uh, Lou Ferrigno, who makes a cameo in this movie and also voices the Hulk uh, up until uh, Ragnarok. He he um, he does like the gamma radiation chair. He's doing uh, the the plot of the Ultimate comic books where he's testing to essentially recreate the super soldier serum like we talked about and Thaddeus Ross tells him that he's doing uh radiation resistance I think and he because he was so sure about what he was onto he tests it on himself um turns into the Hulk you know hurts a lot of people causes some death um it's very ultimate comic books again like I said in like many podcasts episodes before this I'm pretty sure I said this in the first Avenger probably talked about it in Iron Man. Um, these early Phase One films are very influenced by the Ultimate books because they were such a modern retelling of the story, and I really like that. Which is which is really interesting going forward because like it's gone really from comics that inspired these movies to like. Now it's like films that are inspiring the comics, and it's such like a weird dichotomy of like, yeah, like the MCU is creating its own history. It's it's so weird and backwards and just almost unnatural, but it is what it is. Like yeah. the opening, the opening credit scene for this movie. Anytime a movie is like, here's what happened in the opening credit scene, I automatically give it ten points because I'm like, ten points for Gryffindor because I always, I just love that it's like, okay, it's there. Nice. And if you're in a movie theater, that's a really cool way to like grip you the fuck in. Like Thor's Love and Thunder, it's not the same, but it's a cold open and it's just like here you go. You know, I really appreciate stuff like that because I do not like getting lost in the details like so many other movies. Okay. Right. So Banner finds his home in Rockin' Brazil, if I mispronounce that Gonza, you can let me know. Where he works at a soft drinking bot a soft drink bottling factory and has learned breathing techniques. It refreshed again. What are you doing? Um, techniques and his martial arts to ward off his transformations. That dude slapping him in the face. I was like, oh man, why are you doing that? Like, I get it. I get it. But like, damn. So in this movie, does he get angry? Does he like transform because he's angry or is it because like adrenaline? Because, like, him and Liv Tyler later in the movie are about to have sex, and he's like, I can't do it. And I'm yeah, like, that's my one thing it? about this movie. That's, like, yeah, that's the one thing. I think because once his heart rate always hits, like, 200 beats a minute, that's when he transforms into the Hulk. I don't. Fellas, you, you can lay there. Like, you won't hit 200 beats a minute. What? It, you could. He could have still done it. Like, the Hulk in the comic fucks. You know what I mean? Like,. I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I think it's usually because he's angry, but it, I, maybe adrenaline hits it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Um, he was trying to find a cure with the help of Mr. Blue, whom he met online. Banner has not had an incident for five months. When Banner has a cut, his blood drips into a bottle at the factory and is ingested by an ill-fated consumer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, that's kind of funny, though, because, like, he cuts his finger and the blood goes on the bottle and, like, his his manager or his boss is, like, looking at him like, why don't you just keep it going? Why are you being weird? Like, it's just blood. You know? Yeah, well, Brazil, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, that factory seemed pretty shady. Yeah, it's not just that, like I not Brazil, but like it, it could be like more lax, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but that that factory is pretty fucking shady, man. Yeah, I, like I was thinking, like I saw that, and then it got into like the wormhole of oh, this is going to America where they're using cheap labor to produce sodas. But shout um, out to Milwaukee. <laughs> Roz uses this incident to pick up on Banner's trail and sends British special ops expert Emil Blonsky with an attack to capture Banner. Man, this is, Tim Roth in this movie is so great. He's really oh, great. He's like this my part favorite actually part of this movie. introduces my say what really quick if you don't mind me interjecting. Say what? Say what? Uh, tell him no contact. If he sees him, he's gone. That's probably my favorite uh, line of this entire movie. 
I don't know if I have a say what. F- oh my god! Did hold on, I gotta. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! <I> <laughs> that, it's it. that one, and then there's like, what are you, Blonsky? Forty-five, thirty-nine, sir. Thirty-nine, sir. <laughs> takes it takes a toll on you, doesn't it? Well, at the time, Tim Roth was forty-six. Yeah, no, that's that's funny. Um, pissed off and ready for more. Pissed off and ready know. for more. Round round three. Is that all you got? Oh, dude, that oh. fucking chest kick. Oh. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, let's see. Banner then makes an escape to the bottling factory he works in, amongst other things, which is really weird. Every time I see military movies or military personnel in movies, they're tracking them via gamma radiation and they're using a loud ass beeping detect like detected detection yeah. device. And in my mind, I'm like, you're not special ops if you're making a sound. What are you doing here? And fucking then, of up course. Is what they're doing. Uh, yeah, they are fucking up because, like, ugh. okay. So if if special ops are gonna invade a town for one single prospect, they're not gonna send a team of six to the front door just to obtain him. They're gonna yeah. block off all the exits. They're gonna they're gonna surround the city. It's very simple. The movies miss it, but it's very important that this movie sets up immediately that Blonsky is like a lone gun. Like and that mm-hmm. gets amplified by the serum. That gets even more so amplified by Banner's blood. So it does do that well. It's just and he shoots the fucking dog. And you know what's crazy is he shoots the dog. And even still, I still like him in this movie. Am I a piece of shit? Like <laughs> he just shoots the dog. Yeah, um, dude, dude's a piece of shit. What can I say? Uh, let's see. Makes an escape to the bottling factory he works in. He also ran into um, three grumpy people he works at. Um, and then, yeah, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. That <laughs> That's not right. That, yeah. During the run, he bumps into a gang of thugs. One of them is former enemy at the bottling factory. During the confrontation, Banner transforms into the Hulk at the bottling factory and takes out thugs and everyone on the team. What I think is really cool about this is like, uh, how do I put this? You don't see the Hulk. There's like this, this, this feels very mid 2000s. Um, like this, again, this is kind of like, where I said Morbius was inspired by this film because I feel like like a lot of the introduction to Morbius and like when he becomes Morbius it's basically this except this is done better. Well yeah. You don't you don't really see the Hulk. You just see shadows, you see huge objects thrown, you see noises and then you see bodies thrown and it's really really cool honestly. Um man, I just I just kind of like the way that it's done here. Yeah. <laughs> Movie's really good, Ty. It's okay. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's good. The best. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, damn it. In a cave. Um, the let's box see. of scraps. <laughs> before Hulk escapes, Blonsky, the last soldier alive, takes a good look at the Hulk before the Hulk throws a forklift truck at him. <laughs> actually, like a, that line. Threw a forklift like it was a softball. That's actually my favorite line delivery. Say what? Because I'm like, that's oddly particular. Like, you know, like I work in the forklift business and I don't call them forklift trucks. So anytime somebody says that, it like, I'm like, what? (laughs) So like, it's just a forklift. It was a softball. So when somebody says forklift truck and then I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And then they say (laughs) softball. I'm like, that doesn't add up. I like that. Um, (laughs) um, Let's see which he barely survives. Banner escapes and goes to Guatemala and then the U.S. where he finds the now-recovered Betty Ross at Culver University dating psychiatrist Leonard Sampson's Banner's friend. Banner's friend, Stanley Lieber of Pizzeria... Hold on, we're going to talk about this. Banner's friend, Stanley Lieber, a pizzeria owner, gives him a job as a delivery boy. He uses this job to continue his research by sneaking past security guard at the university. I have a really cool MCU tie-in later on about this scene. Oh, Ross, uh, Stanley? Sorry, the Stanley, the actor who plays Stanley for the pizzeria, uh, is played by the late, great Paul Souls. He voiced uh, the Hulk in, like, the old 60s animated 
uh series that they did for Marvel superheroes. Like they, they it basically just took like took comic book pages, scanned them in, and then they had like minor animations and stuff. But he voiced uh the Hulk. He also voiced Spider Man in the in the meme tastics Spider Man nineteen sixty seven series. Uh, that's just a fun fact well, for you really quick. That's since, not part of my trivia. That's just a free fun fact for you. Since we're doing a fun fact, I'll, I'll use because I really like this piece of tie-in, so I'm going to use it here. When Banner goes into the computer lab and he's the pizza man, the person he g- gives the pizza to is Mr. Harrington, credited simply as Computer Nerd. Mr. Star cameos as a student at Culver University. Years later, he will go on to teach at Midtown School of Science and Technology, First seen again in Spider-Man: Homecoming. So that guy that's holding up the pizza, that's that guy. Which I put I didn't that in my ga- I put that in my Gamma Man trivia. Oh well, just in I case you didn't touch time. on it. Oh, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool. In, in the I'd, novelization of the movie, he's actually Amadeus Cho, uh, who would go on to be Hulk in the comic books. Makes sense. Let's see. Um, Ross is informed by Blonsky that Banner escaped because of a green monster. Ross continues to explain that Banner was the monster created by a failed experiment meant to replicate the super soldier program. Blonsky volunteers to be given a small dose of the altered super soldier serum, another failed experiment, but considered very promising, that increased his strength and agility. Blonsky leads a second attack on Banner at Culver University, where he and his team encounter the Hulk and are defeated. God, everything's so cool about this moment where, like, you know, they they put smoke into the hallway and then the hand on the glass and it enlarges from him jumping down and screaming from Blonsky running around like a weird super soldier. You can tell that he's clearly, like, being run along on wires, but it's so cool. (sighs) Can I do a tie-in? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here's my quick little (laughs) tie-in. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that the first time. Uh, my little tie-in is that this scene is referenced in What If. They they recreate it in uh, yeah. episode three. Yes, sir. Well, uh, when uh, Ant-Man, Hank Pym blows up the Hulk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've watched What If once, and that's about it. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember like the ending to What If. I don't remember much after that, honestly. Sorry, that was really hmm. loud in your ear. Probably, I apologize. I always have to adjust my microphone because I'm like, okay, am I okay? My I'm at perfect level. Okay, Blaine's too loud. Turn it down. Okay, he's back to normal. Loud noises everywhere. I'm sorry. But, yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, I'm it's obnoxious. cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right, anyway, uh, where the fuck am I? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Hulk saves Ross from an explosion and takes her to the Smoky Mountain National Forest. I think one of my favorite, my favorite thing in this movie is the Betty and Thunderbolt Ross dynamic because, like, the boyfriend. Okay, I want to talk about how like she's at the pizzeria with her boyfriend and sees Banner and she's immediately like. I'm a puddle. I don't have a boyfriend anymore. Like she would totally throw him to the fucking curb in oh. an instant. For oh, that banner. guy is from Modern Family. Um, Doc Samson, Samson is actually an important character to the Hulk lore. He he also gets like gamma powers, but he doesn't turn into the Hulk. His hair like is green or something like that, and like it's neat. You should uh, I should reread some of the issues he's in. He's he's all right. He doesn't turn into a Modoc-looking fella. No, he gets really strong. He gets green hair. Uh, and he's still pretty smart, but he like doesn't turn into like a Hulk, Hulk character. It's, it's neat. Uh, he's not he's not terrible. From what I I've read, like one issue he was in, and he's in like the the '90s animated Hulk series a lot. It's not bad. Uh, interesting. Um, but I do like his line delivery, like uh. You know, I used to wonder why she never talked about you. Now I no, know I why. Know. Yeah, and you know, later on, uh, Liv Tyler's uh, Betty. I, damn, Betty is like, don't ever talk to me as your daughter again. Yeah. Well, the only reason you're not in cuffs is because you're my daughter. So, like, I really like that dynamic. It's like the only human thing 
in the movie to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Ross is informed by uh, Blonsky that Banner escaped because of the big green monster. Ross continued, oh, I already said that. How Excuse long is this plot me. summary, dude? It's the whole thing. Oh, my God. Know? Uh, Banner and Ross go to Greyburn College in New York City to meet Mr. Blue, who is revealed to be Samuel Stearns. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Um, Stearns invented a potential antidote, and Banner accepts it despite the risk. Banner is restrained and transformed as induced, but was successfully reversed through Stearns' antidote. Stearns revealed that he synthesized Banner's blood into a large supply in hopes of using it in the next stage of human evolution. While Banner tries to convince him otherwise, he is suddenly tranquilized by Ross's snipers. Which is interesting. I don't like or dislike any of this. It's just, like, this is the part where I'm like, okay, this is there. Like, the only thing interesting... I'm going to put you in a hole for the rest of your life. Yeah, the only thing interesting about, like, this sequence is, like, Ross and uh, Blonsky. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I, want, I want what you've got. She was a bitch. Oh, oh, you know, oh, things like oh, that. He's got... Looks like you got a little uh, something in you already. You know, like, it could be an just abomination. all that. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Uh, Ross and Banner are taken into custody <laughs> while Blonsky confronts Stern and asks him to give him a sample of Banner's blood to add to his powers. Stern warns that super soldier serum and gamma radiation together could create an abomination. But Blonsky doesn't change his mind. The procedure transforms Blonsky into a Hulk-like monster who knocks Stern into a sample of Banner's blood, and he goes into a rampage through Harlem, and then Stern becomes like Modoc, uh, looking for something that could challenge his new strength as well to lure out the Hulk. Despite his fears that he has cured himself of the Hulk permanently, Banner is given permission to fight Blonsky and jumps from General Ross's helicopter in an attempt to re-trigger his transformations. Banner emerges from the crater in the streets below and proceeds to face Blonsky. Hulk manages to defeat him, and after a lengthy, destructive, and harsh fight with, while also protecting Betty and General Ross, who had been put in harm's way, but is forced again to run from the U.S. Army. And then, of course, um, right before it ends, 30 days after Ben is in uh, British Columbia controlling his transformations and it counts down to zero, I think that's fucking stupid. But um, later after that, Tony Stark arrives at a bar telling General Ross that we're putting together a team, which is interesting. So, um, that's the Incredible Hulk. So, we're also supposed to talk about On the Way to Thor's Hammer today. Um, okay. I, ooh, Blaine, take it away. Okay. <clears throat> uh, at this point in time, Agent Phil... So, this movie, Iron Man 2, and uh, Thor all take place at the uh, the same time, same week. Um. At this point in time, Agent Coulson is on his way to uh, Agents of Shield reference in 084. Uh, it's uh, an anomaly, an out of an out of world anomaly, uh, which happens to be Thor's hammer. Um, he stops at a gas station to get gas. Uh, goes into in, goes inside to pay. Is trying to decide which pack of donuts he wants to buy. As he's doing this, uh, the gas station is getting robbed and he goes hey i don't know if this is important but i have a gun and he's like oh yeah dude you should definitely toss that gun over here because we're robbing this place and he's like i cool uh he tosses the gun down one aisle picks up a bag of flour in the other throws it at a guy essentially breaks the dude's nose and then gets into one of the coolest little slow motion fight scenes of the mcu um uh, <laughs> uh takes down the bad guys uh says you know what? I want to be a little sassy. I'm going to buy both packs of donuts. Uh, it's those donut brands where you get like the powdered sugar ones or the, the chocolate yeah, yeah. covered ones. And he's like, chocolate. I think he gets both. He's like, I couldn't decide. And then, well, no, I, I'm a chocolate guy. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, and then he's like, couldn't decide. Here's the money for the, the donuts. Uh, I'd call the cops. And then like he leaves. <laughs> That's it. 
It's a funny thing that happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. It's a funny thing that happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. Literally the perfect title. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was it was it was a nice little thing. I thought it was going to be like kind of like Agent Carter where it's going to be redundant, but no, it's just a little side story. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um do you want to do your trivia or do you want me to do tie-ins? We're going to do tie-ins because we talked about the like we saw we 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 were talking about this before the show. Uh, I think we should do times because we talked about the war- the the movie as like its single self-contained story, and now let's let's broaden it out to the the wider universe uh, that yeah, is the MCU. Broaden it out with like five, so, four tie-ins. Tie-ins. I was so All ready. right. During the opening credits, a sequence features Easter eggs, including references to Stark Industries. Nick Fury, and S.H.I.E.L.D. We've mentioned this about 5,000 times, but super soldiers. The serum used on Emil Blonsky to give enhanced soldiers strength and agility is based on the serum that was created for Captain America during World War II. And also a fun fact, if you look in the movie, it does not say, um, oh shit, uh, Erskine. It says, um, oh shit. It does not say Erskine. Uh, Yeah, yeah, because that was his alias during the war. So... Um, which I did not know. I was like, what the fuck? That's not Erskine. Um, also, Mr. Harrington. I mentioned Mr. Harrington. The S.H.I.E.L.D. presence. The S.H.I.E.L.D. logo can be seen on a computer used by Bruce Banner. Assembling a team. Dropped. Yes. Uh, Tony Stark appears at the end of the film to speak with General Ross and the team that's being put together. References Avengers Initiative. And the scene is revisit- revisited and further explained in the short film, The Consultant. Um because I think some something was like weird between him like coming up to General Ross and being like, "Hey, we want to use your Hulk or something like that." Oh, so they had uh, a- we're gonna be talking about that more uh, next week when we yeah. talk about Thor because we're gonna be covering it there too. Uh, no, they uh, they they say that they originally wanted Blonsky because he was a war hero. Makes sense. Kind of. Not really. That's neat. That's all the tie-ins I got. Um, really, there wasn't that many, as many as I thought. Oh, Ty, That's you're like- missing so many, though. This ties into the Avengers, because if you watch the alternate opening, you see that Bruce Banner is in the Arctic, and he's trying to commit suicide. Uh, he and has a gun. Captain America. And then you see Captain America. It's this scene is referenced in the Avengers. He tries to put a bullet in his mouth, but the other guy spit it out. Although he doesn't put the bullet in his mouth, he just like has the gun. It's cocked. He transforms into the Hulk and he blows the gun up. It's also referenced in the Incredible Hulk video game. Um, but this scene is deemed canon. Um, although retconned because Captain America in the ice. Um, but you do see his shield for a brief second. Um, eh, Harlem. This ties into Luke Cage, where a bunch of newspapers are photographed in up in the Daily Bulletin's office with Karen Page. Uh, it shows a screen grab of the Hulk kicking Abomination's ass. Um, they reference it in Luke Cage, where they say a big green guy uh tore the city up. There is. <clears throat> They reference the Harlem event in. They reference this movie again in Avengers, saying that last time he was in New York, he broke Harlem. Uh what else is there? I don't know. I've never seen Luke Cage. I'm trying to think. Uh this the ending of the movie is referenced, saying that the reason that he's always. I think this is part of my trivia too. I believe I. I wouldn't doubt it. Um. He the reason he can control his powers at the end of this movie, and then he references how how, how you want to know how I stay calm, you know, like it's or I'm always angry, and then he like turns into the Hulk willingly. Uh, it's like this movie is referenced a lot in the Avengers, albeit obviously just recast. Um, it's referenced, yeah, in in the TV shows. It's referenced in a one-shot. It's the consultant, obviously. Um, Abomination is back in Shang-Chi. 
Uh, he's going to be back as Tim Roth and Abomination and She-Hulk coming out soon and next month, which I'm very looking forward to. Looking forward to. Um, Abomination was supposed to be in Age of Ultron. Another fun fact for you, real free. Uh, he got cut, obviously. And he might show up in the Thunderbolts. That's going to be in production. I think that's it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't include the alternate opening scene because I I saw no mention that it was canon. So it didn't make sense to me that he was in the Arctic and there's Cap Shield. Um, I took kind of like a, the, uh, the I put a bullet in my mouth and the other guy spit it out. It's just like the same exact scene, just not that scene. So I think it was um, confirmed that that scene is what it's referenced to. See, I don't know. I don't that that one I do not know. I'm pretty that sure one. that that one was confirmed. Maybe. I just did not see it anywhere. Possibly. Possibly. Um so yeah, trivia. <clears throat> All right. Um do we call it Muscle Man trivia this week or do we call it Gamma Man trivia? Might as well be Gamma Man. Gamma Man. Okay. So uh, Lou Leterrier, the director, wanted Mark Ruffalo for the role of Bruce Banner, but Marvel insisted on Edward Norton. Ruffalo would go on to replace Norton as Banner in future MCU films and TV shows and everything else. Um, when Bruce infiltrates the university as a pizza delivery man, he bribes this, uh, the security guard played by Lou Ferrigno, who played the Hulk in the TV series. At one moment, Bruce's eyes flash green. Now, I replayed that scene, and yeah, they do flash green, but this movie also has like a green tint over it. So I think that's just his blue eyes colored green. What, which scene are you talking about? When he goes to the Culver University when he meets Martin Starr. Oh, no, I, I saw it. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. you I see it. A... You do see it, but this movie is also, like, tinted green. So, like, I don't know if that's just because of that or, like, it's intentionally, like, his eyes flash green as in, like, the Hulk reference. I think it's a nice little homage either way. Yeah. Also, like, a nice little homage, his first transformation of the Hulk uh, in the factory when he tosses the forklift like a soccer softball. Um, it's in the vein of the 1970s TV show. Um, if you've ever watched it, I highly recommend you watch it, Ty. It's actually really good. Um, he That's how David Banner would transform into the Hulk. Like, you focus on his eyes. His eyes turn the like color, and then like it's always like shadowed over. It's really cool. It's a nice little homage. Um, Edward Norton and Tim oh. oh, sorry. No, like... <laughs> I wanna I wanna watch more Marvel stuff, man, but like man, there's so much shit. Oh no no no. I'm just saying like if you're bored and like you're like, oh I wanna watch something different. I if you can find it, I would watch it. Uh it's not terrible. From the seventies, it's not terrible. Interesting. Uh Edward Norton and Tim Roth filmed their Hulk Abomination fights on a stage using motion capture and thirty seven digital cameras. Roth you uh enjoyed using the motion capture technique because it reminded him of fringe theater. Um This is the only standalone Hulk film in the MCU other than Lou Ferrigno. Nobody from this film returned uh their roles until William Hurt appeared in Captain America Civil War. Uh, Infinity War, Endgame, and Black Widow. Tim Roth will reprise his role as the Abomination in Shang-Chi and now soon to be uh, She-Hulk. Um, composer Craig Armstrong. Uh, composition of this movie slaps. Uh, collaborated with Louis Leterrier to create the film score. Uh, Marvel Studios were so pleased with the score they decided to release it as a two-disc soundtrack. Um... There are moments foreshadowing Captain America, the first Avenger. There's obviously the Steve Rogers portrait in William Hurt's office. Um, next label can be seen Dr. Reinstein, uh, Erskine, the doctor who developed the super soldier serum uh, with Cap, um, that made Rogers into the captain, along with the radiation symbol and the word Vita Rays, if you paid attention, uh, hinting that the serum shouldn't be used without them. Uh, Louis yes, the Terrier yes, shot yes. a scene where Banner encounters the captain in the Arctic, and it was cut out of the main film. It is the alternate opening that I was talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the comics, the Abomination possesses pointy ears. 
Louis Leterrier wanted this characteristic to appear in the film, but reasoned that the Hulk would bite them off a la Mike Tyson uh, on Evander Holyfield, which was considered too intense for a PG-13 film. I would have loved to see some Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield stuff. That had been hilarious. Right. (laughs) They're then obviously in Shang-Chi, if you... Listeners out there have seen Shang-Chi. I highly recommend. Uh, Abomination has his pointy ears, and we're going to see how he gets them in... uh, I think it's just an evolution of gamma radiation, probably, because he appears as Tim Roth in She-Hulk, and I'm pretty sure this takes place before Shang-Chi. The the show that's coming out, I should say. Um, But yeah, he has pointy ears now, and he's more comic accurate, which is cool. But I like this design, too. I like the fact that Wong kicks his ass. It's kind of weird. I like how like, Wong is training him. Like it's so weird. It's like where's Abomination wait for been? To explain it. Where is Abomination been this whole time? Oh, the Sorcerer Supreme had. Oh, Agents of oh, Shield okay. actually references where Abomination is. He's in the Arc. He's in the Arctic. In a prison. He's in a max prison in the Arctic, I believe. Agents of Shield is going to be interesting. Because, Agents of like, Shield is going to ru- be interesting, especially with some of the rumors coming out. Yeah, like, I know, I know about it I being know. an alternate universe and all that. Like, I don't know how it's going to fit in. It could be an be alternate universe after season five or six, because they do time travel. Maybe I don't. I don't know. They use quantum physics, uh, like the quantum realm stuff, uh. In season seven, so who knows? We're gonna we'll, we'll find out. Although cut from the theatrical run, I talked about how Captain America is seen in the alternate opening. Uh, when the ice breaks up, there is a frozen ice fro- frozen in the ice cap has his shield, and then Martin Starr. Nice. Is that the gamma trivia? That is the all day? of the gamma trivia I have. Hell yeah. And I talked about how last week Edward Norton was in talks to take up a cameo role in Iron Man 2. And he didn't. Obviously, they they didn't have that work out. Um, Because the... So, do you want me to talk about that? Do you want me to discuss why Edward Norton doesn't return? I mean, Kevin Feige didn't think he was a team player. So... There's (laughs) that. Yeah, we can talk about it. So, he he said, she said situations... Um, Edward Norton was very interested in coming back for a sequel film as he always rewrites his own. He always tries to do a rewrite of a script and pitch his ideas to like why the character is doing what the character does. He's apparently a big Hulk fan. Um, when he rewrote the script, he was credited as Edward Harrison. I believe, and then the Screenwriting Guild wouldn't grant him a writing credit later on. So it was just Sully, who, like the guy who wrote the the, the original script. Um, yeah. Apparently, Kevin Feige also said Edward Norton didn't seem like a team player, even though, from what I've read, he was always like hanging out with fellow cast members and like trying to, like, figure out the character's motivations and everything. Like, he and Liv Tyler spent hours with each other, like, talking about Betty Ross and, and Bruce Banner's backstory. And, like, apparently everybody seemed to get along with him. I don't know. Apparently he's also, like, it was really hard to work with him or something. I don't know. I, again, it's all rumor mill. There's, like, no definitive answer. There was also one where he wanted too much money or something like that. Um... I'm sure I'll talk about this when we get to the Avengers. Um, but apparently also Joaquin Phoenix was considered to be his recast. That's just uh, a more extreme Mark Ruffalo, if I'm being honest. And then Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is also like in talks to play Doctor Strange. Like, it's it's crazy. He can't play anything that's not insane, to be honest. Um but yeah, like like doing some research on this, like it is a lot of hearsay. Like Marvel had their script. Um, Edward Norton was like, eh, you know, I, here's my script. And then basically they kind of shot 
both movies and on the cutting room floor, it wasn't necessarily his movie. Um, and because of that, and because the the writing credit, and you know, apparently because of money as well, Kevin Feige just put out a press conference and was like, "Yeah, he's he's just not fun to work with. We need somebody who will take our ideas more so into consideration." So. Like, regardless of whether it happened, I mean, honestly, after this movie, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, that's one of the things about this movie I was going to say, like, in the opening, is, like, it's it's almost like an X-Men movie. It doesn't matter, but it does. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just there. Um, But, yeah, a lot of hearsay, she say. Because when I was, like, a kid, I was like, oh, yes, Edward Norton, he needs to come back as the Hulk. Uh, but also, as a kid, when they were like, Mark Ruffalo's replacing him, I, like, lost my shit because I love him in 13 going on 30. So He's, really, he's a good... <laughs> fun fact from Kenosha. Fun fact. Uh, Wisconsin. Here we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. And yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe's from Appleton. He has He's that quiet reservation. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, That's all I got for anything at- trivia. Hell yeah. I think this uh, episode is due to wrap up, man. Next week, we are covering the, the God of Thunder or the God of Hema, depending on who you're asking. Thor... Uh, directed by uh, 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 Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Um, the Shakespearean play, The Dutch Angle Fest. We will be talking about that next week. You can find every single movie on a thread. I posted like three, the next three movies that we're doing on a thread. So if you want to comment on there and rate those movies, you can do all three at the same time now because one at a time is a lot. So. Yeah. It's all and I we'll got. also be talking about The Consultant, which is very brief. It's going to be very brief. It's going to be like uh, on the way to funny thing on the way to Thor's hammer it's it's super short very brief just explains the Hulk movie essentially yes sir and don't forget to head over to at underscore repeat studios because I could not get a regular repeat studios thing um go to the patreon check it out if you're interested maybe subscribe if not yeah you know you can still you can still participate in the shows we'll we'll both have stuff for you to participate on so thumbs up yeah that's all i got all right thank you guys so much for listening thank you for listening across the multiverse as we talked about my favorite the incredible hulk released in 2008 if you want thank you for leaving if you want please leave us a review on apple pod or spotify spotify lets you do in stars apple pod lets you even write a review uh feel free to write one out tell us what you think of the show tell us what you want to see from the show because again next week we're going to be covering thor tell us if you liked the the plot breakdown thing because i don't know it seemed a little too draggy to me but we'll figure it out we're we'll ironing out some details this is new to this is a new thing this week we're just testing out the waters um if you want, buy a t-shirt from us. Uh, all the links are in our Twitter pages at MCU on repeat, at DCEU on repeat, at WTE pod, and at underscore repeat studios. Did I get them all? I think you got them all. They'll Hell be in yeah. the description below. They'll also be in the show notes. So, uh, if you want to sign up for Patreon, chuck in a couple bucks and you'll get access to all of everything. We're going to be posting a lot more stuff there. We're going to be posting uh, some new uh, ideas because as a filmmaker myself, I really want to start getting back into that. And I have a few drafts of some scripts that I would love um, for you guys to read once I iron everything out. You're going to get early access to all of those. You'll get early access to... We can probably give them early access to this show, right? Um, I wouldn't mind doing that I mean, like a day early kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it, it's just something we got to talk about. Okay, yeah, we'll ironing out some details. But you'll get early access to, uh, like Ty said, you'll get early access to Welcome to X-School Podcast because he's dropping all those episodes all at once. You're going to get exclusive podcasts where we talk about comic books that we're reading, everything all at once, uh, where we just kind of like shoot the shit. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Uh, tie-in comic books. We're going to be talking about a whole mess of things. You'll get all the those exclusive over at our Patreon. Uh, is it under Repeat Studios? Anyway, uh, link will be in the description. Link will be everywhere. Um, this is all new to me. I've never had a Patreon before, so I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. Um, you can follow me on Twitter 
and Instagram at theblay96. You can follow Ty. As Steelbook Daddy, the Multiverse of Madness Steelbook comes in next week. I will be giving away a digital code to After all After your pre-order got canceled. Isn't that a bitch? <sighs> Fuck Best Buy, man. <laughs> but again, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>